0: Connor. it's Cuscona. Cuscona, it's Cuscona. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuscona. It's
1: Cuscona. Cuscona. Connor. <laughs>
2: still think the show needs a better name. I don't know about that.
1: I, I think it's
2: it really has good SEO
1: value yeah, I now, say Gary. Once
0: something has entrenched SEO value, you really can't change it.
1: Uh, most you people thought you were real funny with that book, didn't you? I did. There was uh, if people are watching this, uh, I'm off on sabbatical. That's why we're recording the show right now because my wife has had a baby, so I am, now, I am now a father. Uh, and I was looking at baby books the other day. There was a baby's guide to the internet, and one of the and the S was SEO. So I took a picture of it and sent it to Tim. He could really learn a lot from that book.
0: I mean, he's starting from such a low point. So really, anything helps. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Just knowing the basics. A through Z is probably pretty good. So Tim, do you know what SEO stands for? Yes, I've always known what it stood for. Search, engine, optimization. But just knowing what the three letters mean, does that mean you actually know what it means?
2: I have always understood. I think you've just willfully misinterpreted my very precise understanding
1: of things. Just like when you say your tweets have good SEO.
2: Yeah, some of them do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, Tim knows a lot about this stuff. So Tim, we'll throw the floor out to you. You have topics to talk about? Oh, yes, I do. All right, so hit hit me up with some.
2: So the first one that I want to go through... This I don't know when this became sort of a trend. I suspect it's got to do with millennials. I I, I
1: suspect that it's probably not even a trend. It's just something that you saw on the internet no, and you no. think that people, uh, are, uh, people are
2: doing. Have, no, uh, there's this whole new genre of board game cafes and board game bars. that's has that, that, been a thing that, for yeah, a that, long time. That, that is time. not new, pal. And I have a real problem with these places. I love I, mean, I, first, I love going to Snakes and Lattes. It's a good time. So first. I, I suspect it has to be a millennial thing because they can't actually host friends over to play a board game because they all live in 200 square foot apartments because they have to live in the city and therefore have to live in broom closets and don't and can't entertain it's anybody. It's not really their
0: fault. I feel like you're not, it is, it you're, you're not really fault. blaming the right sect of people for that. I, I am blaming people making bad choices. And
2: I guess so they have to like go out to this cafe where they have their $13 boozy milkshakes or they have to have some sort of like Fancy pants, uh, latte while they play some sort of board game, and I, I just think the whole trend is maddening. You know, the whole purpose of like, I'm a big fan of board games and I'm a fan of social cohesion with friends, but you don't just go to some restaurant or bar to play a book. There's something weird and off putting about that. Go to somebody's house. You know, either host or go somewhere, be entertained, spend the day sort of with friends playing the game. Don't like go out in public so someone can see you play Settlers of Catan or, you know, whatever game you're playing. I just think
1: the whole trend is is just sad. Okay. It's not really a trend. These things have been around for ages. And I mean, it's very clear that you've never yeah, been to oh one. Yes, oh, yes. Ages. I mean, I,
0: well, Snakes and Lattes has been around long enough where it's expanded. Yeah. To there's twice like twice its
1: size. I, I think they're like, it just. The the one the main one in Toronto, there's a whole bunch of them, actually. Yeah, but it's actually
0: cool. not as profitable a business model as one would think. It's, but it's,
1: it's just booze. It, yeah. It's no different than going to a bar and sitting around and watching a football game. Like, why would anyone go to a bar to watch a football game, Tim? Why you couldn't you <laughs> just host everyone at your house?
2: Well, football games are different. I why, mean, why are football games different? They're a communal experience. There are, they are, by their nature. They're, it's not just about the you. I mean, you people go to crowds to actually physically attend a football game. There's something about that communal experience. Uh, I mean, it it sort of connects with, and I just wanted to bring it up because I don't understand, and I don't even want to bash this because first, I don't need my Twitter to blow up. Secondly, I just don't understand what the attraction to esports is. And I think this is a connection where people are playing games and wanting to watch other people play games. And I don't, I can't wrap my mind around what's happening.
0: I don't know. I I mean, I'll say this. I've recently just... Okay, fair enough. If you want to get angry, that's fine. It's early. No, no, it's I'll just, let that's that his pass. That is his catchphrase. That is his catchphrase. It's true. I've recently started watching some guy play NCAA football on YouTube. I don't know why I'm doing it. Half the time, I, I look at myself and I go, "What are you doing? This is ridiculous." I don't know. I remember growing up, I used to watch like my brother's or my friend's older brother play video games. It's just something. I don't know. It's relaxing.
1: We I know have, what it is. We, we actually have a friend and they've been together for like uh, he and his girlfriend have been together for 13 years, not married. And most of their time is just spent with her watching him play like Halo and Call of Duty. Doesn't sound like th- I, it's yeah, not for me. That is not, not ideal.
2: the same thing as watching esports.
1: Yeah, esports is actually, like, far more competitive. It's not just... Yeah, I don't get it, It's, it, it's, it's not, not, it's, it's not just action. a... I mean, in that experience, it's just a grown man yelling at children, like, very violently <laughs> over a headset. <laughs> well, that, that sounds it's hilarious. just being very triggered the entire time. I don't quite get esports in the way that other people do, but, I mean, we did a lot of this stuff at, when we worked at Fantasy. Yeah. Like, that was one of the branches that they tried to get out in and failed miserably at it, but... You know, big shocker. But it's the well, right sure the avenue to thing. be What's on. sports part of it? Why is it called
0: sports? Well, I mean, really, how does it differ all that much from watching any other sport? I mean, look, I love baseball, but there's a lot of people who find baseball incredibly boring to watch because there's there's a lot of like very small technical things happening. There's not a lot of action during the course of a baseball game. I don't think it's all that different than watching someone play like CS:GO or whatever it may be. Yeah, like, and, and they're team
1: but they're team competitions as well. And a, a lot of the reason that people get into sports is A, they're on TV all the time, but you play them growing up. So if you played yeah. baseball growing up, you probably watch them. There's just a high volume of people that, especially from like my age and down, I'm 33, and you could probably even go a bit, higher than me but like from when nintendo launched in what 1989 yep. through what it's become now especially with the advent of computers and playing computer games and online and all that stuff that that's what people grew up doing so they like to see people doing it like, it's not that difficult to yeah string it's together. just
0: it's just a carryover of your interest and it crosses over into the other platforms of media you would generally consume.
1: yeah i mean it's like, again it's not something that i got really got into i don't no. super enjoy it but it's the same reason like you know if you grew up dirt poor you probably don't like golf yeah. So it just, I, it just depends on what you grow up doing.
2: I guess that that makes sense, but I guess it's the sports part that throws me off the word in there. I don't quite get, I mean, the baseball reference was right to up to a point, but only in that the watching experience is passive. The activity is, is, is athletic in the way that I'm, and maybe it's just my <laughs> profound inability to understand, and I could just be a dum dumb here, but I don't think esports
0: is a physically athletic competition right it's not i would say there's an endurance aspect to it but also i I would say
1: that if you wanted to link the sports up together that baseball and esports probably have the most in common it's the least physically demanding and physically athletic of all these sports but hand eye is it's probably more like golf than anything yeah that you just you need to be mentally engaged the entire time and your dexterity needs to be really good
0: I guess it's it really just comes down to what you want to define sport as. And if you're really more towards the game end of the spectrum when it comes to sports, like, yeah, like is bowling a sport? I don't know if they thinks, want to call it a Tim sport. Wants it's to fine. Think like dressage is a sport.
1: So I don't
2: think dressage is a sport. Dressage is an Olympic recognized sport.
1: Actually, and and you know what? And esports is probably going to be in the Olympics sooner than later. And also, they're events,
0: Tim, not sports. If we want to be specific,
2: a jumping off point is like you are going to put it in the Olympics. There's talk about putting it in the Olympics, and that just rubs me the wrong way. Everything rubs you the wrong
1: way. You hate everything. Apparently, it would be it would be Winter Olympics, Olympics. right? It doesn't matter. I, mean, I, would, I, would, I would always add to the Winter Olympics. That's, that's the my Winter thing. Olympics needs more good sports. That's
0: Well, good sports, but or, also or just we, it needs more eyeballs. Or so we I would can think, just
1: take sports away from the Summer Olympics because the Summer Olympics is unwatchable.
0: Yeah. See, that's, well, that's always always my thing. That I,
1: basketball
2: being in the Summer Olympics makes absolutely no sense. It's a, it's a sport not played in the summer. They
1: need
0: basketball, though.
1: Although oh, it seems like a lot that. of people do Olympics watch the Summer survived. Olympics more than the Winter the
2: Olympics. The Olympics were super popular well before the Dream Team ever arrived. Yeah, so, but the big yeah, thing the the big, thing, like, the, 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 the big the deal, reason
1: that people watch the Summer Olympics because it involves far more countries than the Winter Olympics. Yeah.
0: But I would say, like, the Summer Olympics, I, I think they do need basketball because, really, you're I- – I know you're going to end like, the decathlon is its marquee event or something. Oh, but well, really, exactly, the, the men's exactly, 100-yard dash. Yes. So your marquee event literally lasts 11
1: seconds. You need something uh, where people can watch it for 9. three hours. seconds when you got Usain Bolt involved.
0: Yeah, but the last place guy has to finish. Oh, that's true. You don't
1: watch him, though. Yeah. You only see the guy celebrating. So you have that and – yeah. The, the, i i guess
0: the decathlon i don't know no, maybe is the they, swimming event yeah oh the, swimming is popular swimming. i do like watching swimming
1: but even with the basketball you can't have it in the winter olympics because then you run into the same problem that hockey had in the winter olympics that you're taking people out of season yeah. to go play and eventually no, they the get three league's weeks off at the all-star break anyway so what's the difference they, they get three days they get off three don't days they? Off. they get like a week and a half now or something stupid that's not true
0: well the maybe events true. the events three days they don't usually come back to the wednesday but it's like Six days? But they also have
1: to have the All Star Game. Yeah, I don't. Which is like a marquee event for the NBA. Of all the All Star Games, it's, that, the that it's the best one. It's the best one. It's the most like so entertainment. One. That's heresy to say. So.
0: Actually, that's true. The Major League Baseball, the, the physical game, game itself, itself is baseball, sure. but the event is the NBA. Yeah, like they
1: hockey. The hockey tried to piggyback on what makes the NBA yeah. All Star Weekend so successful. It's just people don't like hockey, so that's tough. Yeah. But basketball, the NBA All Star Weekend has a good infusion of just pure entertainment, and you actually get to see the guys.
0: Well, that's always been basketball's advantage anyway. Yeah. It's just their their stars are infinitely more recognizable and, and, but then and have better personalities than and, most of the other sports And figures.
1: all the top guys end up like, well, the top guys aren't in the dunk contest anymore. They're all They're there, there. yeah. And they're like being interviewed the entire time. It's, it's true.
0: The, the aesthetic of the dunk contest is actually more memorable than the dunk contest itself. Like, a lot of people probably don't remember every dunk Vince Carter had in 2000, but they remember Kevin Garnett in his stupid beanie with his... With his video camera, like, oh, and then Shaq was next to him. Like, it's that's that's the kind of stuff that people actually remember. So what? it's true. They sell themselves really well. One of those old cameras that you yeah. had you well, that the had to little, put, Yeah, the little screen. You had
1: to put the VHS tape in the side of it to yeah. close it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's where we're at here. I want to go back to these uh, board game bars for a sec. Because I really like okay, them. Okay, because they're dumb. No. I, I really like them. So here's uh, a comment from. Producer Paul Shaughnessy. He said, "We took my friend who had drug and alcohol abuse issues to these places because they're a good middle ground for those that don't drink, for those who do drink, and those who don't." Is Tim suggesting that we take him to regular bars and trigger his addictions?
2: I mean, Paul was not listening closely to what I was saying then. What I was saying is that board games are best enjoyed at somebody's home at the kitchen table. That's the way that uh, that that that, that, I don't
0: understand this thought process. Also. For most people, I mean, you're going to bash millennials for their usage of their money and, and, and wasting it on where they're living and stuff. Most people don't want to buy a $50 board game so they can play it once. Why don't you just go to a restaurant or a cafe where they have a hundred different board games and, and really get to pick they which one you want? have the board
1: want. games there? Yeah, but you brought the board. No, games. they have like they, they 500 board games. Yeah, they have an entire collection of basically every board game, and then you can go choose which game that you want to play. Does that change so your opinion? You're
2: playing with like other people's board games. And they've touched all the pieces, and like, who knows if it's oh, so all you, Do
0: you use? You are the person who who does not want to use credit cards and likes having cash on you at all times. Do you know how many people have touched the freaking money in your wallet, Tim?
1: Yes, and I wash my hands when I come home. Sorry, okay. So okay. they can't wash their hands. Sorry, Howard Hughes. This is going to be a you bit tough me. here. Are you storing jars of urine in the closet too? Like, I, this is a, it's a one good thing about the board game bar. What if all yeah.
2: the pieces are gone? What if I want to be the thimble? Yeah, and they're not going to. And the thimble's gone.
0: They're not going to be like that. At the, obviously, there's a level of quality control. Oh, when really, your you whole there's thing. There's someone there who goes When your whole aesthetic th- th- is
1: th- board games, yes. Yeah, this is very clear. So, Tim, you should really go to one of these places. No, so,
0: I, I don't want to. Oh, so, so How it many like, are in Halifax? Just out of curiosity. I, probably
1: zero. It's Halifax. There are a few. Oh, really? There are a few in Halifax. Okay, then I did not. They, they were not there when I was there. Yeah, But I haven't gone no, for over. No, but these
2: are things now. are. I mean, t- maybe in a couple like cities where like fringe people were going to them back in the mid two thousands. I don't know, but like this has become a v- like very mainstream thing in the very re- yeah recent uh, past.
1: I was gonna say it, it, the fringe people definitely do not go <laughs> to no. board games. This is a very yuppie type thing to do. I would also it's say.
2: Just, it's like, magic the gathering but for people who play board games instead that's what this seems like to me
0: i mean as in a so, like as a social event
2: like yeah like people who like to get together to play magic the gathering like, you know that's fine if that's what you like to do but i i think that's just what this is
0: but you you have no problem with the social aspect with it you have a problem with it, it it's Being it's public. setting i i don't understand the yeah, problem with the setting also i would say that this is on a milkshake and you know
2: I'm gonna place to again snakes and this.
0: lattes is also serves the purpose of it is it's a bar it's a very it's, it's a bar. bar it's a bar and you can get food there but it's also a very easy like first date setting well it's yeah, a very th-
1: this is what i this is what I wanted to get to that there's so many like especially like in the city. I have, like, four friends that I generally hang out with most of the time. Outside of you and Paul, like, yeah. Sam and I have friends, um, you know, couple friends. And there's only so many things well, that Paul you, and I are a couple. Yeah, if you two are a couple, <laughs> then you guys can start coming on the dates. But if you're going to go out and do something, like, as an activity, what do you go do? Yeah. So we can go, like, if I go out, it's, like, a Sunday, like, I'm going to watch football with the guys. Like, no one's wise really want to come... Go do that. Uh, You can go to dinner or you can go for drinks. Like this is a very casual way to go and spend like four hours, five hours that yeah. you can go play a whole, whatever different board games you want. You can do a round of like Cards Against Humanity. You can play Trivial Pursuit or like a shortened game of that, or just play some games that you've never thought about playing. Like actually,
0: that's, that's a good point.
1: And that it's a great couples thing to do. It's very low stress. And like Paul said, it's a place where people can go and actually drink coffee if they want to, yeah. or you can go get appetizers and drink beer too. Like it, it's a fun experience. Oh, this
0: sounds so bougie. But, no, but Tim. But I thought it was for fringe people, Tim. Tim, no, no. Initially, I'm sure it started that way. Now it's very mainstream. Tim, as a lover of all just, you know, terrible chain restaurants, how have, you? haven't you noticed the trend of like, I, I don't know if it's Kelsey's or whatever it is, some just essentially Applebee's for anyone watching in the States. Like, think think about that. But... They've been leaving like decks of trivial pursuit cards where they keep like no, the ketchup and the mustard heard. and stuff. Yeah. Like, that's it's just something to do to help pass the time. Yeah, like,
1: like where uh, where my wife and I go and get brunch a lot, uh, the place where we went to the first date, um, they actually have games there. You play Battleship. Yeah. Like, as you wait for your food to come. Sure. It's fun. It,
0: it actually, I would say, Tim, this is a very good way for those millennials you hate. To be part of a conversation, to be looking at people, to be interacting with people, because if left no, to their own devices, most people are going Insta, to
1: be seen the thing games.
0: Most people are just going to be sitting there on their phones anyway, so why not put a board game in front of them and have it be more social?
1: And you get the advantage too, as opposed to having it at your house. Hey, you don't have to clean your house when it's done. Yeah. Tim doesn't know anything about that because Tim's never hosted anything before.
2: That's also not
1: true. When was the last time you had people over for board game night, Tim?
2: Oh, I don't have people over for board game night, but I ho- I've hosted things posted things many times i mean but i like the idea of someone going to somebody's house and like in you know, a comfortable setting the somebody's two aren't mutually exclusive you can do both buy things you know you bring some appetizers with you and you save money you yeah and then this. and
1: then and then if we have a board game night and tim comes over and brings his appetizers everyone's disgusted the entire time and this way people can actually go get what they want and it's a very central location for people to go out and go do something like it's you're getting out of the house to go do something
2: I don't
0: like them. I I just think there's a pretense to them that just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I will say, you come up with some things. There are certain things that I don't think anyone could possibly have a problem with. This would be one of them. That was one of them. I am surprised someone could be anti-board game. Are you
1: anti-arcade bars too, which are a great deal of fun? Yes,
2: I'm against the whole, you don't need to mix booze with it. Arcades are fine and great. You Everyone to to should sit it. at home and drink by themselves. Yeah. like no, men. Like, I don't like. I don't know why there's this, and it's a millennial thing. This obsession of combining alcohol with things that have nothing to do with alcohol. alcohol. It's a bar. More fun. It's a bar. You go there to, to drink.
1: Have- and if there's arcade games, they're perfect. It's no different than you and probably pumped in. No, no, no. Hold I'm on a second. Much it's much probably no place. different than when drink. you would go in to, like, a bowling alley as a kid and just sit there on, like, the Simpsons video game and spend your 25 bucks. Now I can get boozed up and be like, ah, oh, this is great. It's a great throwback. I love it. And there's a great I one will. down by Skydome, yeah. Rec Room, which has, like, legit video games.
2: I, I was pretty good at that Simpsons. Video I bet
1: video you you weren't. It's like when you told me you were good at Madden and got wiped off the face of the earth. Tim never played against anyone else. He know, just he played punts. against the computer on rookie mode. He punts, right? Oh, he punts. He kicks field goals. Like, he's really bad at Madden.
2: Yeah, so you say. I, and no, that's all I say. I have
1: the results to back this up. You're bad at back. Part bad. of the
2: problem is I'm not much of a drinker to begin with, so I don't feel like the need to combine alcohol. Yeah, you, with
1: you're not alcohol. much of a drinker, and you're not very social. So, big shocker, that's you not, hate these that, things. That,
2: that, that's not true. I am a social.
1: Worker. It doesn't. It doesn't really sound like it, because
2: I don't like to go to board game cafes and you know have my latte and be seen on you know Insta extra. You know playing stratego
1: or whatever like come on gotta get this insta extra insta extra stratego yeah i mean that's not what people are playing at these bars either i don't i don't know what they're
2: playing
0: I
1: exactly they're so you playing. know nothing about this so here's something
0: do you dislike it i assume you're still one of the six people in the world who goes to libraries yes I like would, would you be anti someone going to a library and sitting there for an hour and a half reading a book at a library and drinking a coffee from the definite Starbucks that is located no, in or around fine. that library. That's fine.
1: It's the same concept. Wh- what about people just randomly playing chess in the park? Get out of the park. Park's for walking. No, I don't care. No, about but that. people already did that, though, so it's fine. No,
2: I don't care about that. Like, not Then why, do you, then why do
1: you care about this? I
2: think I've expressed myself pretty clearly. You haven't. It's, it's
1: really confusing and makes no sense. I don't like the trend. I just think
2: people should go to each other's houses and play board games and host, and not go to some event where they have to spend way too much money on weird stuff they don't want just so they could be seen playing board games using other people's board games god knows who touched it and god knows what pieces are there not there
1: when did you when did we mean god knows what pieces? like like, again you need to go to one of these things to it's one of these things again like oh yeah like when tim knows all about italian cuisine you ever been (laughs) to italy no why would i never need to go to (laughs) italy it's like oh i I just heard about i read a headline about these things i understand the basic concept of what they are i have strong opinions about them that's that's where tim's at these days well that's the tagline of
0: cusk or the elevator pitch of
1: cusk corner Essentially crazy man gets upset with things he doesn't understand. Yep. So what are the best board games? Monopoly is the best board game. I would agree. I love Monopoly. I really do like Monopoly too. Like you can
2: put anything else you want at second, third or fourth. I'm sure we're going to talk about this, but Monopoly to me is a cut above. Now I don't, but I guess it also depends what, you know, when we do this discussion of board, game, what counts as a board game? Like I don't consider checkers a board game. I don't it's consider a game a chess takes board, place on a board. a board. Yeah. Yeah, but like that, like is cribbage a board game? Yeah, because it's mostly taking place on a board. No, I would player.
0: say anything that involves a deck of cards is a card cards. game. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty well. Easy there's thing. a
2: lot of board games that do include cards. Like no, Monopoly, no, 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 no. Like,
0: like an actual deck, deck, deck of, of cards, fifty-two cards with spades, diamonds, hearts, and yeah. Clubs. That would okay. that, that would like
1: like Uno would be a board game. Yeah. Okay. As opposed. To All right. So I think that's a pretty clear distinction we can make. I like Monopoly the best. People hate Monopoly because it takes too long. But Monopoly doesn't take a long time. You just need to find the right people to play with.
2: Yeah. I don't know if I've ever told the story before. My favorite Monopoly games, if Pat and I were playing by ourselves, just him and I, and I had like boxed him out of all these properties and he finally lands on one of the properties I have a hotel on and it's going to make him bankrupt. And he's like, well, but like, why don't we just cut a deal where I only, pay? I like, why would I cut a deal with you? I've won the game. Well, then the game is over. Like then the game is over. I've won. Like he's trying to scheme his way out of having lost the game. I don't know.
0: Right? Gotta try something. As an
1: extreme, as someone who enjoys to scheme 24 <laughs> 7, Monopoly is really the I enjoy making deals in Monopoly. Tim also has the single worst Monopoly strategy of all time, which is just Mind fantastic. Is plus we've, ED, it's go after the property all the time. Yeah, only, but. See the thing is, you're right that the orange properties are mm-hmm. incredibly valuable, but they're not to incredibly ignore valuable. Ignore all other properties. Ignore, yeah, once you start ignoring the other properties and not buying the ones that you land on, then you're in real trouble. Yeah, the only Listen, properties you should ignore are, are the, are the green roads. Are the
2: two most valuable
1: properties on the board? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that the hammer is going to be either the yellows with the Marvin Gardens. Mm-hmm. Because they're super expensive. Once you get hotels, and then park by, parkways and boardwalk solely because that if you can get hotels on them, they can ruin everyone. And there's a card that says go to boardwalk that could end your game right but there. But there
2: are also two cards that require
0: uh, maintenance repairs, which,
1: which are insignificant. Really yeah, they're pretty insignificant. No,
2: they actually can be quite quite by important the, by the time of the game. <laughs> I love <that>
0: how you're <laughs> the only person I know who goes after the
2: utilities. <laughs> no, no, I don't like the utilities much. It's the railroads because you get 200 bucks a shot when you have all four. You never have to improve them. You never have to worry about developments on them.
1: They are a cash cow. So uh, there are
2: also lots of cards to send you to them. I,
1: I would say the best card, the best properties to the the single most I mean, I have no data on this, just from games that I've played. If you can own the light blues, Oriental, Vermont, and Connecticut, Mm -hmm. those are actually some of the most valuable ones because they're the easiest. You can get them quickly, and they're the easiest and cheapest to get hotels up on. And there's three of them as opposed to the two with Mediterranean and Baltic that you can really put people in a jam. And that's how you can start acquiring all the other properties that you just pick up whatever pieces you can. But if you can get those or the St. Charles set, where, I mean, the orange is optimal to the... The purples, obviously, but the oranges are just harder to get, yeah. all three of. But if you can get the Oriental stack, or you can get the Baltic Mediterranean, just at the beginning of the game, you can file up a lot of money, force people into situations where then you can just be like, you know what, you don't pay me this time, give me Reading Railroad. Yeah, well, you, should, you, you can usually grab Connecticut on your first roll, or yeah, Oriental. It or you it'd be a hot roller, too, Tim, bad roller. Ah, that's not. Good. And it depends on the rules that you play with. Like, do you want to keep people a lifeline in the game the entire time? Like, I'm good with never having free parking. That's fine by me. And I'm
2: I, good with it, but I prefer to play with it.
1: And I know that most people don't play this way, and it is the way. Even I don't play this way most of the time. But if you throw out every property that gets landed on up to an auction, now we're talking. Oh, yeah. I mean,
2: I have to say, I don't think I have ever, ever seen anyone play that way. I'm sure people must have because it's in the rules. I have to say I've never seen it done.
1: The old school computer game, you would, that was the default setting. That's great. Yeah, like that. Then you're really playing Monopoly, and yeah. you have to make strategic decisions on what to buy and what not to buy. But if you're just playing, just rolling around the board, just buy everything you land on, and then if you can't afford it, mortgage your other properties to buy the other properties. Like it's, yeah, that that's the move. Acquire as many assets as possible, then deal for what you need them for. Not focus <laughs> on three of the spaces on the board.
2: Now Park Place is pretty much
1: worthless. But you need Park Place to make Boardwalk
2: valuable. Eh, whatever. I'd rather have the oranges and the yellows. I would say the greens are the least valuable. Yeah. Don't go yeah, for the so I would say the That's, greens are the least valuable, yes. That exactly. is, it's hard it, to take you to them, and they're incredibly expensive, as expensive well, as the blues. Yeah, it developed. costs the
1: same
0: to develop on those, and there's three of them. And there's three,
2: and of, there's them. three it's, of them. Yeah, it's, and it's, you get less back on them
0: uh, when you, uh, they land on them, vis-a-vis the blues
1: yeah i mean if you can get all three like if you can if you're in a situation yeah. where you can have all three of them it's I great
0: the big one gets up to what like 15 1500 yeah, that's what Pacific avenue. yeah, Pacific, the, yeah. The,
1: the problem is is where they're situated on the board almost why the the oranges are so valuable is that they're just common rules is that a lot of people go to jail yeah. or you just miss that part of the board far more often than you miss the other parts of the board that they're just not landed on as much and there's no go directly to north carolina avenue yeah like no. there is to boardwalk and like you said, there's three instead two. Well, it would increase your chances of people landing on it. Super expensive. It's super expensive. Yeah. So Monopoly number one for me. You can get a, You can bang out a good game of Monopoly in an hour.
0: Because yeah, I've it done, it. Be done it. It like, can be done. If everyone's focused, yeah.
1: Uh, when Tim and I lived in Calgary, we used to play with two other dudes, my roommate and our friend. And we used to play like three games in a row. Yeah. Not but uncommon. Those were also three super aggressive people in Tim we'd just be making deals back and forth the entire time. And Tim would be like, I don't think the deals are great. I have no well, properties. got to be making deals. If you're not swinging deals, what are you doing?
2: You have to swing deals, but you don't make every deal that you get offered either. You know, you have to be strategic. Did you enjoy being the
1: banker, Tim? I would be the banker. I, okay.
2: He would usually be the banker, but I, I actually think the banker is a very, like if you have young kids, like Monopoly is a great game to play because you can have them be the banker and they learn hands-on how to do like quick math on the, on the go.
1: And monopoly is a great teaching game to teach your kids to crush the enemies and the enemies everybody. everybody
2: also teach you a lot about somebody's character someone who's willing to like screw you over a monopoly is the type of person that might do the very same thing uh in real life so yeah well, that's to actually the like point I, of the
0: game that's why it was invented
1: yeah
2: yeah there is something marxist about it i guess when you think about it
1: so what would we go with number two i would say risk is probably number two
2: yeah i'm holding trivial pursuit
1: yeah that would probably be my number three it's just harder, it's it's so much easier to get a game of Trivial Pursuit on the go, and you can play it one-on-one. You need to get, yeah. like, not Risk only, is an event. Not only do you need to get a bunch of people together to play Risk. They have to be willing to sit there for six to Kramer 12 Kramer and hours. Newman played by themselves. That That's true. But, like, <laughs> remember when we used to play, and then we had our one... Yes. And you need, oh. ideally, you would need to have, like, six good people who, like, understand what's going on to make it a super competitive game. And one, almost like a computer, like getting a little drip of water into your circuit board just fucks up your entire computer uh one really (laughs) shitty risk player can just fucking fuck you over for the entire game that happened to tim tim please explain
2: well we were just we were setting up to play risk and it just seems as uh, the way the luck of the draw went on the cards i had quite a few properties in uh, south america and our other friend had a good amount of properties in North America and he had one South American property and I had one like North American property. And I basically was going to leave it unprotected because it's really hard to hold North America. He's like, yeah, well, you, you have too many ones in South. So he like, put all of his armies <laughs> in the one country in South America that he had for the most part, which took, meant that not only he, out the not game. Protect, he couldn't protect really any of his North American properties, which are basically the only ones he had to start. And also, so he, he basically was committing suicide on the first go, but also because all of my properties were in South America, except for three or four, I was also screwed because I could never take over that country. And it's South America, you can't really move if you don't have Brazil. It was just very, very frustrating. So, like, the game hadn't started yet, and I was like, great, I am mean, gonna been three hours here, and I can't win.
0: I Thank you that. for reminding
1: me of that. That was, that was a fun one. I, I
0: enjoy that he has that so quickly in his recollection.
1: I, I remember it very vividly, too, because the same person uh, who ended up dumping all of his pieces in the wrong spot just screwed him. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bet that we saw him come. We were in an apartment building. We saw him come down the driveway, oh. and I bet Tim... That we saw him pull in, like into the parking lot. I was like, "What did we set the over/under of him being at in the actual apartment?" I set it at, like ten minutes and took the ten over. minutes,
2: and I took the under. we took him like thirteen minutes. We don't was know if he, he having a cigarette. We did he get lost? no
1: idea what he was doing. You could smoke. I don't know if you could smoke in the apartment.
2: But, no, I don't think. Or at least we didn't smoke in that.
1: Yeah, room. it was right next to the balcony, which was covered and everything. Like, you just smoke in there. Right. So we have no idea what he was up to for those thirteen minutes. And when asked, he told us not to worry about it. Yeah, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) cool not the best at risk what do you think the optimal strategy is in risk though i really do think that working your way from australia out i
2: was gonna say i'm south america or australia no one
1: of the no no i no. see here's the here's the difference and why working out of australia i think is better is that you're not going to deal with any confrontation coming out of australia because no one's trying. no one's actively trying to take asia asia is only no, like right. the only places that people own in asia are tangential to the other places that they own so like if you, right. if you own north america it's probably in your best interest to own Kamchatka and you know, like have pe- people people yeah. stationed there to guard against anyone yeah. coming into North America it's like owning Iceland if you own Greenland you really want to station it out what's the top one in South America is it Venezuela
2: yeah Venezuela so, yeah. yeah so if you own Mexico it's Venezuela, Chile Brazil and Peru right
1: but there's but South America is so competitive because you have Africa, which everyone always tries to hold and take. And if you can, that's a great way to go about yeah. it. It's just harder many to hold. Too at...
2: entry. There's too many points of entry and in but,
1: Africa. But that's the whole thing. And it gives you access to South America. And then inevitably, because we're in North America, people just try to own North America. Mm-hmm. That is true. So it just, you have too many battles. You can't... It is, it is funny how you can... It's,
0: it's like whenever we do your Fantasy Baseball League draft, how you just... Nominate every nominate Blue Jay? Nominate every Blue Jay. Because inevitably, people will be like, I... I'm close to Toronto. I, I want a Blue you know, Jay. It's also a game where aggression early doesn't pay off. Oh, I disagree. You I
1: completely first, disagree.
2: You never want to be the first person to like try to make that march to take over. You, you want to be the second person or the third person because it is such a risk if you're that first person. If you can't kill people and cash in with their cards, you've basically ended the game when you finally decide to make that turn. That's Napoleon taking over Russia Gambit. And it just, it's so, I've seen it not work so many times. You'd far rather be the second or third person to try to make that move rather than the first. So delayed aggression is the
1: strategy. Uh, Not necessarily. I think you just need to be opportunistic with what you see. Like in that game that we were referencing when uh, our friend basically decimated you and decimated himself at the same time doing it. I believe, I recall just kind of swooping, I came up through... Australia into North America and down and wipe both of you out in basically the same Yeah, well, what could I do?
0: No, but I'm saying,
1: I was the first person to cash in and I use my cash in to take both of you out and get your cards.
0: That does seem like a very specific situation, though.
1: But those, but there are always opportunities in the game. Like, you need to pick, wherever, like, the soft point is and you see it coming, you just need to be the one, you need to be the first one to act on that scenario. Yeah. And then you need to make sure that you're still fortified enough. Like, people don't do a good job of backing up their men country to country. So they just isolate armies that are going to take them three turns to get out or just not attacking someone knowing that they can't move their armies unless you go after them. Just be like, yeah. If like Tim had all of his guys like Argentina, like then he had to go to Brazil and then to North Africa to get to Europe. Just leave him down there. He can fortify all he wants. He can't move. So I think that there's a different, every game is completely different as it pertains to risk. Trivial Pursuit is just fun because you can play it at any time with as many people as you want.
0: Yeah, there's a simplicity to it that's, very nice. And
1: again, it's trivia. Trivia is awesome.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Do you hate trivia nights? No, he you? loves trivia night. I participate in a Don't see how that's movie different. Movie. Can't, cannot see how that it, could possibly be different. It's, it's, it's yeah, not. by
2: its nature. Trivia contests are by their nature, public interactive experiences.
0: I, 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 can't can't, just say I, I cannot it differentiate a between, a, between the
2: two. It was actually a really big trivia night here in the, in the city a few months ago, and uh, our team took down the big victory.
1: I know. I actually talked to the organizer of that event last night.
2: Yeah, well, we walked in the door. People were very, well, they were both excited to see us, but also like, well, we can't win this thing.
1: Of course. Tim, and they did great at trivia.
2: That, it was fun. It was actually, I, I didn't think we had done that, that great campus. every once.
1: Much better than the first trivia night I ever went to. It was my first year of college. I went to the Dalhousie campus bar when we were, it was a night after watching the Thanksgiving football games. It was before the Sunday night Thanksgiving games. We were done at like, seven the games ended and we yeah, stumbled rate. into this other should be by the way and we stumbled into this other bar at like eight with trivia night just like blackout drunk mm. and one of our friends just yelled lloyd christmas for every answer <laughs> and then he went up to the stage and fell off it was fantastic
2: <laughs> but i the wonder whole, who that was
1: yeah but the entire concept that Gary's talking about the only reason trivia nights exist is because there's something fun to go out and do to get out of your house to go do it yep
2: i i don't disagree with that and, and I that's think the that whole that's a,
1: the whole point of the board game bar too I think
2: the board game bar is unnecessary in a way that like, I get why people do trivia at bars. Like that makes some sense to me. You can't play trivia in somebody's house really in the same way and compete in the same sense. Like there's a quiz master. They put a lot of, uh, I think they're different concepts.
1: I don't think so. I think that the base reason that they exist are exactly the same.
2: Eh, well, I, I know you do, but I think there's a, there's a subtler thing going on here about people needing, needing to be seen in a particular way, being so retro and adulting by playing. Crew Did I- and
0: did I not? See, I knew that you won that trivia night, and the reason I knew it is because there was a photo of you winning it on Facebook. Um, I, I don't think it was on Facebook. I believe it was. I believe you were you tagged were in Twitter. it. Yeah, where where, 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 I, where else is Gary going to see it?
2: I believe it was on Twitter.com. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, either way, both are, both are social media platforms. Um, so I know it made it all the way, well i don't know how far is halifax from toronto
1: a thousand kilometers Eighty thousand.
2: i wasn't instagramming my you know drinks and my sheet and well you uh, don't even well i
1: mean that's not fair you don't even have instagram
2: no i don't see a need for it
1: instagram is fun i'm so good at
2: i'm actually i'm i like the way i look at it is like i'm so good at twitter that like i don't need to go over to instagram because like i'm already dominating on twitter
1: right no that's you know Tim, tim does not believe in monetizing his twitter
2: no, I don't. I don't want to Because he does do it for the that. love of
1: the game? I guess so. Like It seems like you're just leaving easy money on the table.
2: Maybe, but I feel pretty good about just, uh, you know, I, I'm at perfect freedom to say whatever I want, uh, and there's no monetary value or risk or anything. You just say what you want. See,
1: I say what I want, yet I've monetized my Twitter.
2: That's fine. I'm not saying you you shouldn't. I'm saying what I want to do, son.
1: Son, I'm older than you, and I know how to monetize my Twitter for extra bucks. Um, I got
2: other things I want to get to here. Can we get to something? No, I you're, you're
1: just living like a poor over here, not not monet, not understanding how to monetize your social media, which I actually think would be quite valuable for you.
2: Yeah, I, I don't need to monetize my. Why do you? Why media. do you hate money? Are you some sort of Marxist? Well, I'm not going to charge people to like read my tweets. That,
1: that makes that, no that, sense. That, that, that's really not, not what how that means.
0: Work. Or like get a sponsor for my tweets. Do like, you? I'm not do that. So. Here, here's a. This is almost like an SAT problem, where you found out that Pat does in fact monetize his tweets. Do you remember ever having to pay to see Pat's tweets? No. So it, why would you assume that if you monetized your Twitter, people would have to pay to see your tweets? I don't know. I really didn't think that part through, did I?
1: Well, it seems like you just have no concept of how to actually monetize this stuff,
2: and that's why you don't well, do it. I mean, there's, there's something you said about that that I don't know how to do it, but in part, the reason I don't know how is because I don't That's want to. Said.
1: I want to continue talking about board games. So, All right, fine. Th- those are our top three. People really cool. like Cards Against Humanity. I don't.
2: I'm on Team Clue for four. Clue is, Clue, 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 yeah, is, Clue is actually... Clue is horrible. I can't. Clue is
1: horrible. I can't. Look, I stopped oh, really liking oh. Clue I, I would prefer, 10. I would prefer either Connect Four or Battleship way more than I prefer Clue. Battleship is fine. Battleship's fine. I, like I just...
2: You got your submarine sank a lot, didn't you, Gary?
0: No, What about actually. your Scrabble
1: ship? Is Scrabble a part of this? I like Scrabble, actually. <laughs> Scrabble's a, definitely board is, game. Scrabble's some, a lot of fun. someone who can't spell, I'm very bad at Scrabble. That's, that's true. Yeah. I, Battleship, to, to me, is just so board, luck-based.
0: Sure. I know you're going to argue that there is a lot of skill involved to Battleship. There is. Um, I just prefer games like three. Risk and Monopoly, where it, it's the outcome is a little more in your own hands.
1: Sure. But like, we agree that those are probably the top three. Yeah. Of course. Then it's whatever you want. Like, do you like Cards Against Humanity?
0: I do. Um, I think there's... It's a fun
1: party game. Exactly. I wouldn't
0: sit there with, like, two other people, or I wouldn't... My girlfriend and I wouldn't have a night where we just play Cards Against Humanity against ourselves. That's not fun. But, yeah, in a social setting, I I
1: think it's a pretty good game. That's actually a fun game to play when you go to the... Yeah. To go to the actual, like, board game bar. That's a fun game to go play there. But it doesn't beat the game where it's just, an like... How many games now, like board games themselves, are just apps that would have been board games in years past? Like that game where you hold up catchphrase. Oh, catchphrase your, is fun. Yeah, catchphrase is a good too. party game. But I mean that just oh, I like your
2: catchphrase money. a lot. Although I think it you do need the device in your hands for it to actually work effectively. I think there's something to be said about actually physically passing the device around, it going off. Uh, you know, the timer, the noise. You uh,
0: that... Your phone does all those things and is also a tangible thing you can hold in your hand. I get
2: it, but you know what? I actually do think that it vitiates the experience somewhat not to have the actual little gadget
1: in your hand. I think it makes a difference. I just like hold, like, you just, I think we're talking about two different games here. Maybe I have it wrong with catchphrase. I'm talking about the one where you pick a list of like similar topics. Yeah. You hold the phone up to your forehead and they have to explain it to you. Yeah. What's that called? Oh, no.
2: Catchphrase, at least as I've played it, is like, you have a word, and you've got to describe what that word oh, is. Oh,
0: that's like taboo is like that too. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I
1: enjoy, I enjoy both those games, I, 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 but I know what you're. When yeah. he was talking about passing the thing, around, I was like, you don't pass the thing around to that. That's okay. That's I'm, I'm just talking I about understand. the one where you hold the phone yeah. up, and people have to like you have to guess what. Well, it says you would on the pass screen. the phone it's around. Basically, after like blind man's bluff. A little bit, yeah, but yeah, it, but, I, you te- like you but you have a team, but you have team, but you have teams of people. It's a very good inclusive game.
0: Yes, it is. It is the exact scene in Inglorious Bastards. You are correct.
1: Yeah. Very much so, but yeah. you can just do it on your phone and you have to get as many in one minute as that's possible. That's the best scene in that movie, by the way. It's a good scene. The, the opening scene is very good, too.
2: I think the, the whole bar scene is, is the forgotten scene in that movie. I think it's the best part.
1: I mean, I would say that people would rank either that one or the opening scene one. Those are like yeah. the, the two scenes in that movie. The
0: opening scene is just so chilling
1: and oh, so well acted. The whole that it opera does really house is also
0: out. a scene. Yeah. Okay. It was on for like 40 minutes. Yeah, but that's more of a spectacle. I I love those bar scenes and the opening scene because they are in smaller setting. It's, it's really just like, I mean, the opening scene is really just about his facial
1: expressions. And in both those scenes too, you have a very, like you're trapped in a certain way. Like you're in the basement of that place in the bar and that small house. And then everything starts off very casual. Then the tension just builds and builds and builds and builds. The opera house scene at the end, you kind of like it, everything's set in motion. Like you're expecting things to happen. You don't know what's going to happen in those other two scenes. That's a bingo. (laughs) Any other board games? Categories. Is fun. fun. I, I've, I I'm not I'm not in on settlers of Catan and stuff like that. Yahtzee I just a board game. You say Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was Yahtzee. Oh. Yahtzee. Yeah, oh, okay. Yahtzee would yeah, be, Yahtzee game, would be yeah. but game like Yahtzee is a you play by yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's a no. You don't play. It by I, I yourself. seem to
0: remember like there was a there was a run where
1: better played on an app now.
0: Yeah, but before before apps were a thing, remember you could used to buy like the little basically Game Boy versions of those games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember a lot of bathrooms that had just a Yahtzee game in them. And I was like, yeah, that seems like the right place for Yahtzee. Tim would hate that because he hates electronics in the bathroom. He also wouldn't know who's touched that Yahtzee game.
1: Yeah. What they touched
0: before that. Yeah. He's just walking around.
1: With can them. I just but say, I Tim is just walking around wearing eczema gloves the entire time. I,
0: I'll be honest. I haven't played the Game of Life since I was about 12. Yeah. I, I enjoyed I it when like I was a kid. Game. Um, I could, I don't think I would play it now. pop trouble. Did like trouble? I like trouble. I like I'll tr- stand with I trouble. I like sorry every too. I love sorry. Yeah. I, I like Operation. Eh. Yeah, it's more of a gimmick very, than anything. It, at least when you're younger, it's it's challenging because you don't want to touch the side. That's eh, fun. I'm surprised you like Operation because I was gonna say I I've even found it annoying and it's probably just because they've run out of ideas. There's only so many things you can do with board games, but it seems like every board game now is like some weird thing you either stick in your mouth or stick on your face or it's it's all about like augmenting yourself physically as opposed to actual like thought
2: i once bought this board game where every time i rolled the dice wild animals came out of the walls and robin williams showed up it was very terrifying come on that's good stuff Has no one seen the movie jumanji does it annoy you that
0: they turned Jumanji into a video game in the remake? No, the, well, I don't know, but the new Jumanji was actually awesome too. It was it was a good movie. It had The Rock in it. Can't go wrong with The Rock. Well, usually you can.
2: He's usually not good in movies he's the lead actor in. Most of those movies have bombed. Yeah, but the, he's really good when he comes yeah, into it. Wh- when
1: was the last like real Rock movie? movie
2: that bombed? The uh, one where you and I saw the whole skyscraper. movie in the first five minutes skyscraper in the app in the ad that bombed that bombed didn't, didn't, yeah, but wait,
0: wait, wait. But that was rock fatigue he had to run about six Baywatch, movies before that they watched movie bombed i don't know if it it, it wasn't received well it, made, like it, made, $100 it $100. made tons of money and it was if actually I it, it wasn't off, terrible I think it had like a d cinema score yeah it, 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 that's also, not a movie
1: Tim also gets very confused about like what, what a successful is. movie is yeah well, I mean, it wasn't a successful movie. It made a lot of money. Again,
0: is is Venom a successful
1: movie? It's it has like a, a it has venom like a sixteen percent of the
0: year. It has a sixteen percent score on
1: Rotten Tomatoes, so
0: how's it oh, a successful? And,
1: movie? and, and the Venom and the score also in the D's.
0: It also made a hundred quadrillion dollars. Go look up how much Baywatch made. I I I am right. I am positive it made at least, I'm gonna say, eighty million dollars. And for a comedy, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's not a bomb by any means. That guy it was either skyscraper or rampage one of those two i don't i don't think either did particularly well but like he he did have a run for like six straight movies you're right like that one where there was like an earthquake san andreas Andreas. that made all the money that made a lot i think it's gonna get a sequel
2: so what do you think that a Baywatch made domestically
1: uh 70 million because it's lower what was it
2: 58 million
1: what'd it make internationally
2: 119 million
1: seems pretty good yeah, it's pretty good for I a I think the,
2: bu- the budget was $69 million. And of course, making one hundred million. So it made its budget
0: back t- Yeah, but remember, foreign
2: dollars don't count the same as domestic dollars. You get like he
0: doesn't 30%. He no, doesn't. no, no, it's true. I, like if For every one of domestic yeah, dollars. Yeah, but four, you, just, you just talked about Venom, and like Venom made like 80% of its money in Asia. No, it, it made, made, it, it so made so like
1: $200 million money. in the domestic box office. Yeah, but it was
0: massive think in Big in, in Asia.
1: China? Yeah. I think it...
0: it Either way, yeah. Tim's right, the movies aren't good. No, 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 no,
1: no. But The Rock has
0: been... But The, the Rock is exceedingly watching. Mean,
1: domestically, Venom made
2: $213 yeah. Million yeah, but that's
0: a superhero movie. You can't compare the two.
2: I'm just saying that's a movie that made a lot of money. I would say, yes, but I would say within
1: double, its, within it, its if stature... You, if you compare Baywatch, you probably have to compare it to like The Hangover. Yeah. As type of movie that it is. But even that's like, like... Point Break. That's, that's the highest end of the spectrum. Yeah, but it's like an R-rated comedy. Yeah, because I would. I think
0: even like Superbad, I don't even know if that made $100 million domestically. Comedies just don't do
1: that well domestically. Yeah, they do even worse in the foreign yeah. market because they're really predicated on the timing of English jokes. Yes. That's why superhero movies do. It. You don't even need to have talkie yeah. in some of these superhero movies. Anyway, um, I had a topic I wanted to talk about. It. What's the best way to serve dinner at a wedding? That's a good
2: question. I've, and that's, it's interesting because I am of two minds and I'm not sure hundred percent what I think about this because I have been to both the buffet style and I've been to the served dinner style. And I think that both have their virtues. I, In the end, I'm going to go with the served dinner style.
0: I've actually never but been you know. to a buffet wedding to be fair.
1: Oh really? Um, Here's the thing at the very top end of it. And it all really depends on the service. Mm. Because if you have good service, either one of them is really good. Bad service and poor organization for a buffet can really go off the rails quickly. It can. The buffet requires an extra level of organization. So I would assume... I I prefer the buffet because I can go back and get seconds. Yeah. I I would say, though... So the
0: buffet, I, I would assume, works like any other retirement party or, or what have you. Table Where, one, sure. table two, okay.
2: go line up, that's get the, your food. That's the complication is getting the right tables going at the right order. And Whichever table goes last, you need to make sure, if you're going to treat your wedding guests equally, that their selection and choice is as uh, ex- available and accessible as the first group that goes through the buffet. And if that's not the case, if because there's a shortage in this or that or the other, like – that's a real problem. So I think that's the major complication with the buffet is you're also having people eating on different schedules too, to some degree, which means the risk is when do you start the speeches? When do you start up and give you wait till the last group's finished? And that first group has waited too long. Like I like the buffet idea in some senses, because people can pick what they want and how much of what they want. And that's nice. But the complications of the sort of the administrative process, I think on a wedding day where there's so many other things you got to coordinate, that maybe is one I, I would leave off.
1: See, I think done right buffet style is the best way to go. It's just the hardest to pull off. And yeah. then you need to start, like, once you organize the people together, you know who's sitting at one table. Uh, quick tip for any wedding out there, serve the Coke table. Food last because they're not really all that hungry. And which table? The Coke table. Oh, okay. So if you had a bunch of people doing blow at your wedding, you want to put those people on, like, the last two tables to get served. Because they don't care either way.
0: I, I have been to a wedding and and I understand this is completely dependent on your means and how you how you're attacking your wedding. But we had a served dinner and then about three hours later they had a poutine bar. I mean
1: that that's well, that's, that's, like, a, common, that's pretty common. But not the yeah.
0: poutine, but the snack. That is a quite a common thing at. But the I just feel like that, having that, having actually, that th- element of a buffet later, that, I think, was actually more. That is the hardest part me. to get right
1: at any wedding. What is, is the what is the snack? Hmm. I
2: mean, pizza is the easiest one. I enjoy your wedding a lot. Uh, the actually, fish and, chips? The fish and chips is really good. Fish and chips is great. Uh, French fries are great. I went to a wedding where McDonald's cheeseburgers was the late night snack. Like I, that's I was, that's I, pretty fun. I was
1: there actually. I was at one like three months ago. They did that, and I, Tim, I believe you and I were at the same wedding for that one.
2: We probably were. And so, that's a
1: good. I think that's a good idea.
2: Well, that, that's probably what everyone wants. That's in, a good one. I went to I
1: went to one that had like hot dogs, but they were like steamed hot dogs. Mm. Like they were like that's sausages. The proper
2: way to eat hot dogs. But like, it, if you go to Montreal, like the best place in the world for a hot dog. Why is Montreal
1: the best place in the world a for a hot statement. dog? Statement. Because you've been. It's like the one place you've ever been. What no, are the
2: like, things that Montreal is the best at? Smoked meat and hot dogs. Those two things. I'm sorry, they're better than anybody else. Ger- Some place in also, Germany be a, the best. He's also place he's also he's also
1: he's also never had. Smoke meat anywhere else, so yeah. It's, it's Why done. would I have? I've had
2: it at Schwartz's. I don't need to have it anywhere else.
1: Schwartz's, okay. Listen, Schwartz's is fine. I like Schwartz's, but to pre- present it like it's the greatest smoke meat of all time, it's not. You go there because of the experience of going to Schwartz's. That's the what that it, it's in it's, the it's selling. On it, no, things. it's not. It, oh my god.
0: <laughs> if we're taking Subway out of it, it's the finest I actually, sandwich in the I had Subway last night for it? the first time. I think in and was it lit? three
1: years? It's it's selling. There's a history being sold at Schwartz's. There's an institution being sold at Schwartz's. You're going because you got to say you went to Schwartz's. And you also have to wait in line for like 45 minutes. Yeah, that's not ideal. But it's
2: also delicious. So are
1: other smoked meats. You know what? There's a psychological
2: element to that. The place
1: around the corner from my place, the Jewish deli, very good smoked meat. It's basically the same. I
2: don't doubt it's really really good, but it isn't Schwartz's. How do you know? But this thing, Tim. You've only ever had one smoked meat? While you're
1: waiting
0: in line for 45 minutes, your mind is now... Justifying that you have to be doing this for a, a a good enough reason to waste an hour of your life, and and that's why you come out of out of Schwartz and go, yeah, that was that was the best sandwich I've ever had the, in my life.
1: I, I was there this summer. Uh, my wife and I went, and you get stuck at like a table with other people because yeah. you are just jamming people in and out. Yeah, that happens as quickly as possible. And then like when you're done, you you need to get. And then we were sitting with yeah. this this older couple. They were from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh God! Yeah, he was not impressed. He was like he's he was just like. It's okay. Which is... But the, what, what, what does he know about food then? What do you know about food? That's the whole... P- Thank you. Thank you
2: very much. I know much. what's delicious. Just, do you? And I know that Schwartz's is delicious. If you don't think Schwartz's, Schwartz's. If you don't think it's the delicious, then you have defective taste buds. I'm sorry.
0: I agree. It's delicious. Yeah. I
2: just think... What about if you, you bought a sandwich back? Would you get credit for that or grief? If you brought it back to a friend. I missed what he said. My earpiece fell out. They said, if you brought back a, a sandwich from Schwartz's to a friend, would you get nothing but credit for it?
1: Oh, no. God, no. Because uh, we were there for a bachelor party and we went. We saw who was up and who wasn't, so we just went because you have to go like wait in line. Yeah. Brought back food for everyone so they could enjoy it too, even though they weren't there. We ate there. We got sandwiches to go and I brought back one to because we were leaving later that day to bring on the plane, bring it home to my wife. She'd be super pumped about that. I, that's the best I even got a sandwich devoid of all the things one of our very picky friends hates and he was so angry that we didn't get him up to go for one thing i brought him this free sandwich which he wanted anyway and then he got mad that he couldn't eat my wife's sandwich after he was done his
2: bites out of the sandwich while he's cursing out pat about the sandwich (laughs) like it's like it's a surreal experience thanks a lot chomp
1: Strange. <laughs> it was it was one of the more selfish acts I've ever seen from any single person ever. Not that I was surprised, but wow, <laughs> it was it was just kind of it was the same guy that you know yells at kids on the internet over Call of Duty. Mm. So you can see where we're yep. at here. So back to the wedding food, the, I do sure. like I do like the buffets. I've just been to a couple buffets where it's just been botched so right. horribly, and then like people are waiting. And in you line find for, its like, service more than its food, f- organization and service. Okay. Like there are some things like you have like 35 people in line they're just standing there with a plate. Yeah. Like you just, you need to keep it going. So the service needs to be good that you can do it efficiently and quickly, but you also don't want people waiting an hour to get their food. That was also the same wedding where there was 14 speeches, which wow. I that's, think that there should be a stupid. maximum of six speeches. I would say, I, I think I, could be too. I say
0: each set of parents gets to talk.
1: Like we had five, Best man. We had five at my of wedding. honor. And then maybe, the, the couple. yeah. That's the couple, the parents from each side, best man, maid of honor, boom, you're done. Yeah. Like, people I, fucking I hate the speeches. The speeches are the worst part of any wedding. Yeah. I agree. Brevity. I've had to give a few
2: myself, and it's about brevity. Get it in five minutes or fewer.
1: That was the only note, and Tim gave a great speech at my yep, wedding. he did. But is I had the max. I told everyone who spoke, you have five minutes max. Yeah. Do not go over that. Yeah, yeah, and
2: I, I believe in that because I was, you know, I've was i never been to a wedding in my life where the speech was over and I thought, gee, I wish that had got another three minutes long.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: And like Even the speech that I gave uh, after everything was done, I think it lasted maybe 40 seconds, which people know yeah, for did, me yeah. is, is not very common. I probably could have went up there and riffed for half an hour, you but should, it was just like, let's address, get to it.
2: <laughs> the Gettysburg Address is probably the finest piece of oratory in the English language. It lasted for two minutes and 20 seconds, like sometimes shorter and sweeter is the way to go.
1: And are people like, people do hate the speeches. I'm not alone on that, right? No, I think you're right. Well,
2: you're dealing in a world of millennials where they have no attention span. But, so even, but,
1: but even, even so, it's just like looking back to the movie, they the don't. Deer, even looking back to the movie, The Deer Hunter. I mean, that scene in The Deer right, Hunter was almost as long. As, was almost as long as my entire wedding.
2: All right, uh, you just want to trigger me, and that's fine, because you don't like uh, Michael Cimino, and you don't respect his work, but I think that that movie is fantastic. Bad. No, it's bad.
1: We, we've been over this before. It's one of the worst movies ever made that people think that's actually good. It's boring. It's bad. It has two scenes that you really remember, and it takes you 98 hours to get there. Well,
2: I thought it was a pretty good movie. I was in it for multiple
0: scenes. Hi, hi, Chris. Oh hi, Garion. How, how's it going? <laughs> I
2: don't know what a material. <laughs>
0: didn't see that second question coming. Yeah. No, I didn't. So, anyway,
1: <laughs> steam sausages as a late-night snack did not really work. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's the sauce, that's the that's hot that's hot tangent dogs. that we oh, took. There together. Could you
1: imagine what sort of low-class wedding you would have to be at if they gave you steamed hot dogs? I mean, well, Tim. Tim would also probably settle for a microwaved
0: hot dog. So really, no, let's no, think no. about the depths uh, we're willing to hot go. Hot dogs
2: here. are the best hot dogs. No one, no, no one, did, no one de- debates this. We, we also got I a lot of people debate that. I, I forgot that. Other than barbecue hot dogs, but they have to be really, really, really over. Yeah,
0: you can't. You can't take the other main way of cooking a hot dog and say, yeah, other than that, it's the best one.
2: Tim, well, also, yeah, but I'm very particular. My barbecue hot dog has to be almost black. Was, it,
1: was it on a cuss corner? Or was it on something else? When Tim admitted to freely eating raw hot dogs, oh, I used to
0: yeah I, I, it's been that dumb. must have been a cuss corner cuisine cuisine extraordinaire
1: sausages. raw hot dog tim andercust but he he's, yeah, a, he's a super taster though
2: i am a super t- it'd be no different than the vienna sausages gary and chow down on
1: yeah well those, which those we were d- optional which we did as a like goof <laughs> <laughs> and the vienna sausages are actually treated in that water so you can actually eat them raw and it's like not harmful for you if you just eat raw hot dogs real bad that's how you get worms pal no, not from Top Dog, you won't. What are you talking about? <laughs> not that, from Top that, Dog, Hot Dog. That's how you get worms. No. Nah. <laughs> I hear the jury's still out on <laughs> science. <laughs> All right, Tim, what did you want to talk about? Uh,
2: so there's two things that are I've got underlined on my list. One is my problem with cans, and my other is this (laughs) issue with people complaining about people having to get up too early. So what would you like to talk about?
0: Did you say cans?
2: Yes. All right,
1: please explain. Uh... In
2: 2019, I don't understand why every can doesn't have a pop lid the same way that, like, soups do or, like, tennis ball containers do. Why is it that all the various vegetables or other types of soups that don't have the pop top – or you know cans of apple juice or whatever why do they have lids that i can't pop off i have to get out the can opener it's very clumsy and i have to like try to open it up and it's never easy to use i don't have one of those machines that does it i have to do it by hand i don't like that and like why and i have to like struggle to get these cans open when all i should have to do is pull the, the pop lid like i do on my chunky soup and it comes off in two seconds i'm to the point now where i only buy canned goods that have one of those pops to it and i don't it just strikes to me I don't understand why every can doesn't have these.
1: Okay, so this makes you, Tim Andercust, king of millennials. Like This is the most millennial problem I've ever heard in my life. Because you can't it's use because like you can't use a can't fucking open can opener. It's, it's like milk
2: containers that I can't open the tops of. I, I need the little screw top because I can't push them back and push them forward. This is, this always, is how, how inept
1: are you at life that you can't do this stuff? This is honestly the kind
0: of problem that you would see at the start of an infomercial where it's like, "Have you ever had this kind of problem?" You're like, "No, no one's ever had that kind of problem <laughs> except for you." You are the person in the ad going, "Oh." <laughs> And then be, like, I this out. Out? No, yeah. he like
1: the No, he wouldn't ask anyone for help. He'd just be furious about it and very triggered.
0: Now, I will say, does a can open can opener seem like an inefficient way to be doing something in 2019? Sure. It's but it's not needlessly complex. Also, you probably use and eat too many things from cans if this is really a problem. I I can't remember the last time I used a can opener.
1: I if I ever have I have soup like once a month ish. I guess
0: I guess soup and I don't hate canned corn. That's about. I was gonna
1: say canned corn or canned cream corn. Fantastic. I mean, canned cream corn. Oh yeah, you That's only that. used as props in David Lynch movies. <laughs> so like uh, green beans. what
0: Green Like French Canadian style green beans in a can. Those are pretty Look, good. can. Canned,
1: sound- Why can't can you just buy green beans like yeah. From the produce section. Canned vegetables oh, yeah. are better than
0: frozen vegetables, so at least you're not at the nut
1: low. No, no, no. I completely disagree. Really? Frozen vegetables are like fresh vegetables, frozen vegetables, canned Oh, vegetables. I have canned over Well, why can It frozen. depends on the vegetable. Canned vegetables like have all the sodium in it. They're not good for you anymore. Canned corn is good for you. Is it? Is canned corn, corn good for you? Corn in
0: general has no nutritional value.
1: Whatever, I like it. It's just a, I mean, corn is...
0: you do. Look at you!
1: You love everything that's bad for you.
2: Corn
0: is literally... I, corn itself isn't bad for you, but you know if you have a cob of corn, you're inevitably gonna put half a stick of butter and a bunch of salt on it. It's just a conduit to eat those why things. Why don't I eat my corn plain? What?
2: I slice it off, right? What? I slice... This has been discussed before. Yeah. I slice it, it off the cob. And yeah, with Cam,
1: Cam was in here. Okay.
0: Did he have a similar reaction? I can't
1: remember. Cam's really odd. Well, Cam Cam, there's Cam, a Cam, lot of people doing it too. Cam's a real wild card when it comes that's to true. agreeing and disagreeing with Cust. Because Cam lives that low lifestyle like that's, Tim does. That's true. I do not God. live in low lifestyle. Well, I live like the average Joe. How do you cut it
0: off with your plastic knife?
1: All right. You're all right. <laughs> you don't live like the average Joe. Did, did, did Tim tell you about how he makes nachos? Oh, no. So, I don't make them like this anymore. So what he does is he takes nachos and he puts them on a plate. And then he puts like either canned cheese or like Velveeta cheese on Mm. it. And then he puts salsa on it. And potentially, what was the other thing? Like sour cream?
2: No, no, it's this Ruffles dip. You know it's good because it's in a jar. It's the Ruffles dip. It's like the spinach flavored stuff. And so it has like no spinach in it. And like you scoop it on as well. It's like it is a a delicious add on to the the nachos. So he does that.
1: And then he puts it in the the microwave. microwave. Yeah.
2: So I used to do that. I don't do that anymore.
0: I was gonna say, as someone who likes his hot dogs nearly black, I feel like you or would raw, ap- or raw. I feel like you would appreciate the value of like the brown tortilla chips. Yeah, I, when you I put don't them in the do oven. that. I, I said I don't do that anymore.
1: How do you? And make I them don't bow? put anything
0: on the tortillas before I put them in the oven. Anymore.
1: I feel like that's the kind of thing. Why wouldn't? You, why don't you put the cheese on? You put the cheese and the vegetables. Oh yeah,
2: the cheese. Well, actually, not always. I, I kind of prefer my cheese raw.
1: Isn't the whole problem? or like not just I like to have to the cheese melt melted into. The, it.
2: Yeah. I like it to melt sort of as I'm eating,
0: because like, I just it's better that way. It then it doesn't like get all. Them. So would you just put a sheet also? Of tortilla what, chips what, would, no,
1: honestly, it was the last time you actually cooked nachos in an oven and not the microwave. Be real.
2: I don't know, but I'm sure it wasn't that long.
1: No, never. Is that the answer? But again, I mean,
2: yes, the microwave is fine if you're just like doing it because you're trying to get it uh, done quickly. Because somebody else takes
0: four minutes to yeah. stick it in the oven. Like I don't, I don't understand why you would degrade whatever. your food in that whatever. way for a minute and a half of time saving
1: and we've yeah. already established Tim has Tim, way yeah. too much time yeah. on his hands it's
0: it's it's like a couple steps shorter for a mall walk like you save some time that way you get to
1: make yeah, a good plate of not like if nachos. you're
2: hungry now then i just want it now like i'm not going to wait the extra few minutes whatever I, I,
1: again I, mr millennial over here i need, it, I need now. it now if it's not now i can't have it
0: i I would think that this is the kind of thing, and, and maybe this is just from my own personal experience, but I think when you're like ten or eleven when you're still kind of figuring out how to cook things and and your options you mean, with Tim, which tim's thirty i yeah I know <laughs> I really tried to make it that time frame um when your options are limited like maybe you haven't used the oven a bunch. I don't know how your parents ran your lives, but I remember my friend and I attempting to make nachos in the microwave and we took. Uh, like the craft Singles. Oh, God. Because we didn't know. We thought cheese was cheese. And Tim, Tim still does And like, like ripped that up. And it was no, so disgusting that I was like, I better learn how to make nachos properly. And from
1: that point on, you just do. So this problem with cancelling is really pathetic. What's the What's the other thing? Getting up early? You hate getting up yeah, early?
2: Yeah, this was flying around Twitter a couple of weeks ago and I made note of it because it bothered me and I figured we'd talk about another corner. There's this whole movement uh, of people trying to claim that school and work start too early. That if you start before 8, 30. Uh, that's really bad because people don't get enough sleep. And of course, you know, like most things in t- at the 2019, things are oriented towards the whims of millennials who are too lazy to get out of bed and start their day early. And so this like really bothers people trying to say, oh, you know, scientifically, uh, these schools start too early because kids need their sleep and adults need their full sleep and it's dangerous. Like, okay, hold on. The people who do some of the most important work on Earth, i.e. the military, get up at 5 o'clock every morning. And the reason they do that, in part, is because it instills a sense of discipline in you. It instills a sense of responsibility. And when you get up at that sort of time, you can get things done. uh, And you go to bed earlier, too. So you can get up that early. The very idea that people say, oh, well, you know, I'm not a morning person, as if it's like completely genetic as if it's the same as having blue eyes or brown hair that you're not a morning person it's just an excuse i don't doubt that there is some geneticism of people who like to stay up a little later or like to get up a little earlier but you can train yourself to get up earlier there are there's something virtuous about getting up no, earlier in the day do you know what do you know, do you know, what, do you know what's truly
1: virtuous being like pat mayo and what you can do, because I fucking hate the mornings. I'm awful in the mornings. So what I like to do is create a career path for yourself where you get to pick your own hours. And you that's can just great. work. And when you're feeling like you're optimal, I, I so rarely get up before like 9 a.m. I, 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 like I, I get up I get, early. That's fine. But what we found out from, I mean, whether your Twitter polls, the course of this show, the last 10 years of history with you is that what you like, people seem to really hate. Also, I can well, continue course. to a lot work. Of people hard. are
2: lazy and rather stay in bed.
1: I get yeah, that. Yeah, of course. I mean...
2: You, gotta get but it's about you, you, you don't get, you 30s, don't get enough starting sleep. school early instills a sense of discipline. Well, you no, said, you 30. said eight 30. When, when are people
0: starting school? I, I,
2: I started seven 30.
0: So I started, I did a year
1: where I started school at seven. We were on split shifts because one of the other schools shut down. So they came oh. and it was the biggest write-off year. Everyone had, uh, well, it, it was like the, people just stopped going to class. No one learned anything. It was really horrible. I can see that. I, 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 look, I've never had to show up to school bar.
0: before eight forty-five. I don't think so. Good heavens! Like, there's there is something virtuous. About why? Why is there school. something
1: virtuous it's about productive? You? you know what I think? You, you, I'm at my most productive, realistically, at like one o'clock in yeah. the morning, and oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you are too. I'm very similar in that way. Even the, I, you, just because you, you're, just because you can't stay up that late doesn't mean that I other people cool. can't be productive. Look, it's, Although I, I
2: was annoyed the other night that the Golden Globes didn't even, or uh, was it the National Championship game, didn't even get out of the first quarter until like <laughs> 10 o'clock. I, right I was going to bring up the National Championship game.
0: I don't know, I find just through uh, like freelance writing that sometimes I have one in the afternoon deadline, sometimes I have like six in the afternoon deadlines. The articles I write to the six in the afternoon deadline turn out a lot better. Because it's 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 just organic. I'm I'm more awake. I've I don't know. There, there's, I, I just find I operate better not in the morning. I'm not saying that your body on a body clock,
2: uh, in, a, in a proper circadian rhythm that you get up when the sun rises. And you start going to bed towards
1: when the sun goes well, down. May,
0: may, does a, does maybe, a maybe if my wake you up yeah, in the saying, morning? Maybe
1: if my job was fucking awful farmer, maybe that's something I could get into. That's not pa- that's not Pat Mayo's farm.
0: lifestyle. You have always I, dreamed I, of being a farmer. Oh yeah. my god, how I how disastrous!
1: I, I would like you know what? I might use my Twitter monetization money to fund a farm for you to see how badly it goes. Wait, do you, do you do you want it?
0: Do you want to be a farmer just so you literally have a farm to lose every single Sunday?
2: <laughs> no. I, I really think the idea of like the yeoman gentleman farmer is uh, you know like a, a nice profession. And I think there's something dignified about getting up every morning and tilling the land. And you know what's not dignified?
1: High. You not living in the year that it currently is.
0: See, you have you, know, you have made the like 1920s seem so just amazing in your lot of own mind. There's people are farmers today who live like that. And do yeah, those and you know things. what? They're, they're quick, Amish, and they're all going out of
2: business.
1: No,
0: that's that is not
1: true. See you later, farmers. I mean, time, time, time to go to the re-education center. Like how many retires,
0: how many children would you have to have to facilitate this life? Well, it depends how big the farm is. I mean, and that, so what? Then you have to have several children to have a big
2: farm. Like, what's the issue with that? But the idea of like when I retire, having, like, I guess. Farm, like having, me having like a hobby farm on like a little villa out in the country. But, that to but, mean, but, like, but you
1: don't have any practical hobbies to having a hobby farm. What would you do? You were almost, you were almost, ca- like, you were almost cast on Canada's Worst Handyman. So there's no woodworking.
0: Was he actually? Yeah.
1: His dad tried to get him on. Like he's in that. Do with- we know how close he got? last cut Tim close enough. I mean, you never know exactly how close but I was in the running for the that's show that's fantastic he's like one of the world's worst drivers so you can't have him like on a tractor or
0: anything. not true I don't I, I don't, I don't
1: understand what you would be doing on this hobby farm. you would just oh, sit around smoking cigarettes that's it you no, can do that in the, a, and to bring it all the way back you could do that in a 200 square foot apartment if you really wanted to
2: no I, I could run the plows and like <laughs> The uh, the and like help yeah uh, sow the, the sow the when, seed when you get
1: <laughs> sow the seed when you look in the mirror what looks back at you I'm very curious because you're not explaining a person who I know
2: somebody who I think in a different life would have been perfectly made for the the farming lifestyle the sort of like gentleman who works in the day and is a critic at night and you know does the so, I,
0: I don't know it's just. You know what me. is actually a millennial trend is, and this is what I think Tim is actually getting towards, he just wants to wear overall a lot.
1: Oh, I see. Some oshkosh. Yeah. Yeah, Tim can cool. get pretty, pretty, pretty cool look at those overalls. he would be big into that. With the farmer lifestyle
2: any... of getting up when the rooster crows and rolling up your sleeves and going out to milk the cows and, you know, coming into a big breakfast Wait. before you go out to work
0: in the fields. <laughs> and... you, won't, you won't play a game that strangers have touched, but you would milk a cow? Sure,
2: cause you obviously clean your hands before you touch food or put them near your face. Are you eating board game pieces? But you're at the board games where you're like probably eating pastries or eating appetizers. Here's
1: a thing of cupcakes uh, to enjoy your board games with. What you you have constructed in your mind of what these places are like are just hilarious.
2: You just said that people get like appetizers there, which you you think they're going to. I
1: mean, when was the last time you went to some sort of restaurant where pastries were a big part of the appetizers?
2: Well, if it's a cafe, then pastries would be. It's not a cafe.
1: It's a fucking bar, Tim. They're all people, birds. They're board, all board, birds. Also, do
0: you wash your hands in between every bite when you're sitting at a restaurant? Because I don't Nobody, really see the I difference. Get to a restaurant, I wash my hands. Do you then pull out the chair to get to sit back down?
2: Sure, but my hands are clean. At least I've washed them from the outside, and I also don't like to touch a lot of foods with my hands. Those are gross.
1: Also, when you, it's like when he wears gloves and uses a knife and fork to eat wings.
0: How do you eat wings with a knife and fork? You just, well, I don't always do that. How do you I'll get a flat way.
1: with a knife and fork? I don't
2: always do that. I'll just try to touch the very tip of it also, with my When two you fingers.
1: go wash your hands in the washer, in the bathroom of a restaurant, right? and then, yeah. then you pull the handle of the door on the way out you don't pull the handle of
2: the door with your bare hand you use the paper towel you just dried your hand with to pull the handle you have, i think
0: it. you are pretty close to a spruce moose
2: that's also why there's all the garbage cans are often put right next to the door so the you somehow be.
1: are the world's biggest like fuddy-duddy and like biggest coward on earth and you live the lowest possible lifestyle it's a really weird mix I do not. you do you live a very low lifestyle
2: I live in a very that's why his aspirations of being a an farmer. You Joe lifestyle.
1: Listen to you. You can't use a can opener. You, it's not that
2: I can't. It's just it. I'm not the always the most coordinated you're a, person. You're and addicted to you scratch tickets. From. And there's no reason why you're not. And you're, not, and you're pop too pop afraid pop
1: to do anything without washing your hands 1st I mean, are you're gonna start giving pop people. Are you gonna start giving people the pound like Howie Mandel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just don't. It makes no sense why the cans can't have that little pop top on them in twenty seven in twenty nineteen or whatever the heck you're Th-
1: this wouldn't be a problem to anyone if you knew how to use a can over have, it really would have you
0: cut yourself on a can before? Of course I have.
1: Trying and to, like, you think that you would make an, you think you would make a good
2: farmer. I do think obviously not right now. I'd have to like so you're not saying not if your
0: life had gone in a different movement. direction, there's a version yeah, exactly. of you in an alternate reality that is a good farmer. No.
1: I can imagine Impossible. not with the skill happy. sets not with the skill sets that he has today. Not happening.
2: You know, no, I mean, listen, I have to, I'd have to do some more reading and studying on it. You have to read, you
1: have to read a lot first. Honestly, Cause you know, that, that's, what, how, that's how farmers become farmers. They just read a lot about farming and then all of a sudden they're farmers. That's generally the path into and, and this is the thing.
0: Like this is this, I mean, this as a compliment and it, I think it is a compliment, but I, I don't think you'd be intellectually stimulated enough to be a farmer. It's boring work. It really well, is.
2: You don't just farm all day. Like in the evenings, that's where you do, you do your other stuff. You attend meetings and you write or you read. What, what, you far, what, what, are you, what world are you living in where this is no, happening? This, honest, so honest, honest to God, what, what, what world is this? Well, like, this was like Thomas Jefferson's vision of like American democracy. That was the right? late 1700s, pal. Okay, but it's like the yeoman gentleman farmer that, you know... And you know had, what? He wasn't doing a whole bunch... Thomas Jefferson not doing a whole bunch of farming. You knew did? Slaves! Okay, yes. In, in his case, that's true. Also, what like would in, you say
0: the breakdown of literate farmers were in the 1700s? I would well, put that number really... under 10%. Oh, I think that you
1: underestimate that. Thomas Jefferson wasn't doing any farming anyway, and neither were people of his ilk. They owned the fucking farms.
2: No, they were doing some farming, maybe not so much in Virginia, but like in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts, they were doing their own farming. Of course they were. And like the people going to Congress, like farmer was like the number one profession, I think, for the first Congress. Like, I don't know. There's something be, and those people like would only meet for a couple times a year because this they had all farms just boils back to
1: life. Tim wants to have slaves. <laughs> we no, get we get back to about, this every time.
2: No, it's about living in a more in a simpler time where people like Grew their own food and like live yeah, by the sweat You want to live rat.
0: in the 1800s because you as a white man believe that would be the best time frame to you, for you to oh, live One in. of my favorite
2: books is Thoreau's book uh, on Walden Pond. And they're talking about like building the house by himself and like building his fields And living by the sweat of his brow. Also, um, if all this stuff was so great,
1: people would still do it. We've moved way past this. And the fact that you think that it's a simpler time to grow your own food and your guy can't open a fucking can is just really ridiculous.
2: Well, in in many ways, I've been conditioned and ground down by uh, the sort of corporate millennial life. I accept that. Uh, and I, and so you, I sort wait of, wait I, wait wait, wait wait
0: wait. So your your interpretation of what a millennial is always skews exceedingly young, past the point of what a millennial actually is. But you also think that you, as a thirty-year-old man, have been driven down by a millennial lifestyle that's been that was instilled in society at an early enough time to affect you as a youth. No,
2: but now, like it's a culture I find is all consuming, and just I don't know. I just
1: wished. I, I, would, for I would really think time. that the consuming sort of culture that would set all this in place really started in the 80s. The 80s, big on consumption. especially uh, if something older than that.
2: I mean, not during the 70s, I guess, because Jimmy Carter was a terrible president and inflation was through the roof. So after, I guess, he left, there was a chance for, you know, for consumption. But no, I just, I, I, I pine perhaps for a simpler time where people, there were a lot more farmers and people lived by the sweat of their brow, and there was a lot more, yeah, I don't know, just there's something to be said about that lifestyle that I think there's something romantic about it, and maybe I am romanticizing it uh, un- unfairly, and that's fine. I guess I'm guilty of that, but I, I don't know. Just uh, it's just a, a,
0: a, a gentle, a gentler time, I suppose. You could just move to like Yellowknife. Cam would let
1: you know what to do. Yeah, move to Montana or something. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Why, why not? not? I, I why, do... why not? It sounds so great. Why don't you go? To, you, can, you can you can live your best life, Tim, in Wyoming.
2: No, I, I think in retirement, having like a hobby farm and a nice villa would uh, be something I could do.
0: How?
1: Like, again. He's going to end up having from, from, a bean funny, in from window. From fuddy-duddy to the lowest person on earth. Those are the only two extremes. A hobby farm and a villa. If Man of the people, sure. Yeah. That, that might be the most millennial statement I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't want to work. I don't know how to do any of these things, but here's what I want.
0: Even just the sentence, the sentiment, sure, but the sentence, I want a hobby farm in a villa, is exceedingly millennial. And a villa.
1: Oh, and a villa, excuse me. Yeah. Rather ridiculous. All right, let's close with this, because it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while. One was, what's the deal with European police cars having that one siren, and our police cars having something different? Oh, you mean the one that goes, "Wang." I mean, no. I mean, the actual one, not whatever the hell that was. Yeah, there's a Yeah, It's a car alarm. Those are like, when I was over in Europe, I was like, I thought it was just in the movies. This is a real thing. It was just very jarring. You would think that would
0: be something kind of streamlined across the board. I don't know.
2: You would. It's sort of like how every street sign in every part of the world is green. Like the major signs on highways are always green. You would think that, yeah, that that emergency sounds would translate or how every stop sign around the world is a red uh, octagon. Yeah, you would think they would translate. They don't.
1: Street signs are blue in a lot of places.
2: No, no, not to street signs. Like when you're driving on the highway, like the major big signs are almost always blue. Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, yes.
2: That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. Street signs depend on where you are. Like the physical, like, yeah, sign that says like Young Street or Front Street. But like I'm talking
1: about like, yeah, you're on the highway. Stuff like that. So I didn't give out my wedding tip for people during the wedding section. But I like to give that We'll call this the quick tip section uh i've already discussed my popcorn trick which is just terrific great trick maybe i'll have to i've used it in the past too it's, it's, I, I use it highly i went to, go to the, i went to the well, movies two unfortunately,
2: nights ago. people won't be allowed to use it much longer
1: i mean i bought you a thing of straws for christmas you can just bring your own straw with you <laughs> did you actually it's <laughs> pretty funny
2: how good are I they though tim admit, it's far more convenient than i thought it would be
0: it's not as good as the plastic Are straw, they pay- but oh, they're paper straws. No, they're metal. Oh, but they're nice. A million times better than the paper straws. Actually, I you, would think a metal straw would be best for your popcorn tray. Oh, absolutely. Actually. Yeah. Because
1: you can really jam the it. The benefit
2: in. of the metal straw when it comes to like pop is that it because the metal gets cold very quickly, it go. keeps the drinkable, but it has no bendability whatsoever. Ah, the and bendability. So like it's hard to it's harder to like when you use the pop, obviously a little hole in the tab is so for the straw. You slide it through there. But like you don't have as much maneuverability. Plastic has more give. But there are some virtues to the the metal straw that I didn't see in, in, in the past. But yeah, since there, I went to my McDonald's the other day and there weren't straws out. They gave you a straw with your tray. Like you couldn't just go to the pop machine and get a straw. I'm very bothered by that. How many straws do you need? The idea that I they aren't just there for me to use. That somehow it's like <laughs> me, me, some, me. I
1: need this now.
2: In the same way that like. At least in Canada, like... This is what Vonnegut is, was talking about! Cigarette.
1: Also, why, like, if you're drinking out of a can, why do you need a straw? Why don't you just drink I mean, out I of a can? I don't want
0: to put my lips on the can that
1: people have touched or that's, whatever. I mean, look,
0: that's that's his hashtag brand, so he's on brand. Also,
1: I would wager that anything that you need a straw to drink is likely very bad for you. Oh, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't what like do you a drink? A lot of people it? drink water with a straw. They don't, because people are sensible. Yeah. Most people just don't well, use straws. that That's the number one solution to all this straw problem that we have is just stop using fucking straws because you don't need them. Yep.
2: Yeah, but there's a lot of like you could not go to a fast food place and get a drink and not use a straw.
1: There you go. Then get get a bottle of water. I mean, you also okay, you also definitely fast could. Fast you solution. could just drink out of the paper cup. It's yeah. still a cup. OK, but you can if you're on the go, for example, if you're going but, to but you're, but you're never on the go.
2: This is not about me.
1: This entire thing is yeah, about yeah, it's you. It's called Cust okay. Corner.
2: <laughs> This little segment here is not about me. Like, the idea they had to hide the straws because it'd be, like, a bad influence for people to see straws. Same way, like, they hide cigarettes so you can't see that. just bothered me to no end. I just, I just felt uncomfortable about it. There's nothing, like, bad about straws to be ashamed about. Recycle them, for heaven's sake, if you want to. But, I'm like, yeah, whatever. They shouldn't be hidden. That, that that annoys me.
1: I'm just surprised you drink anything out of a can, given your issues with cans. No, what I like no, about has the straws... The grow, oh, yeah, well then. But- what so, I like
2: about the straws there is like they're sealed in that paper, so you know that they haven't like been contaminated. Anyway, so I hate the places where you push that button and the straw comes down.
1: You eat a lot of fast food, don't you?
2: No, no, but like you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I actually don't movie.
1: know what you're talking about. The you little, little like, device you, press, you push like, the tab in the, 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 the bottom. And oh, I, I thought you said he, like he pressed. Yeah. Well, he I said pressed a button. I, I thought I there was like a button. <laughs> straw no, magically no, came no, out. I misspoke. It's like that little
2: tab thing you push down, and the the
1: the straw slides out. I don't like that. So my two tips. One is the famous popcorn trick, which I've told people in the past, that once you get your thing of popcorn, don't get them to put the butter on it, because that, that's terrible. It's just going to make all the popcorn at the top very soggy. Are we at a place, though, where every single theater has I, one of those? I don't know. Most places that yeah, I've okay. been to over the past 20 years have, I would agree. have the station where you can press the butter. And the butter is pretty terrible that comes in it. But what you do is you take a straw, and you put it down all the way on one side. And then you pour the butter into the straw so the stuff gets buttered at the bottom. You shake it around a bit. Then you go to the other side of the bag, lift it up a little bit. So the next level of popcorn gets buttered and you shake it around. And you do this three times up, then put a bit on the top. Boom. All the popcorn is buttered. And you're having a far more enjoyable viewing experience at the theater. And you saved yourself two bucks. Why? Yeah, for the extra pan. I didn't even think about that. Well, if you, well, it's not
0: only do you have to get the the dollar or whatever it is to get butter on your popcorn. But if you ask them to layer it, they charge you for two times the butter. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. What, they do.
1: What a scam. That's a good scam. That's something I would implement if yeah. I own the, the theater. Other, Is
2: the other hint the cold spoons?
1: No, the other hint is a, for wedding gifts. Oh. So wedding gifts are tough because most people just give other people money, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you want, like buying actually someone a gift is a, just a horrible idea. Like, it's not good. I don't think I actually got any. Someone got me a set of glasses. Yeah. Well, like, nice watch, glasses. how many? What, what yeah, people? Yeah, You bought me a decanter, people, which is really nice. What like, percentage that's, of people that that was a very say personalized gift, though. had to gift, fly though.
0: to your wedding. Yes. I feel like instantly that takes most gifts off. That day, was actually right? one of the. Yeah.
1: Uh, not that many people actually had to fly to my wedding. Okay. Most people were just there. That's true, A lot of people I flew advice. to go to my wedding. Yeah. And so did you. Yeah, like, did. Tim was already there. I think were you still were you there at the time?
2: I was there. I was there
1: yes. Okay, so money just write a check, put some cash in whatever that works too. But one thing that we always do because you want to make your gift memorable, and people always just forget. Like I cannot tell you unless someone gave me like a truly astonishing amount of money, which didn't really happen. Yeah. That I would remember that. But if you gave me a hundred bucks, you gave yeah, me two hundred bucks, whatever. All it's all everyone wash. just yeah. I don't remember exactly what you gave me. But what you can do is you can go to like Winners, or, I like, gave you less? Marshalls, yeah, or TJ Maxx, <laughs> whatever it is. You can go and like get one of these like boxes. They look like antique boxes. They're like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever. They're a shitty box. They just look old. Sure. The keepsake kind yeah. of box. Yeah. And they're like this big. So, you do that and you get some like ribbons or styrofoam or whatever to make it like look nice on the inside and create a bed for it. Go and buy, you don't need to buy the most expensive bottle of champagne, but buy like a 100, 125 dollar bottle of champagne. Most people don't spend up on champagne. And when they're talking about champagne, it's champagne unless it's really high quality, kind of disgusting just yeah. way too sugary, but you really only drink it on like, I feel really like a lot of really people just drink Prosecco cream. at this point too. Yeah. But like you're going to drink your it on champagne your... is earthy, has little bubbles.
2: That's have what you, you, know, have you ever
1: had really good champagne? Tim? Of course.
2: Of course I have. Of course you, you say,
1: of course you have
0: like everything about what your life is would lead us to believe that you've like, had fine I've champagne. I've had like
2: real Dom Perignon, which is fantastic. Okay. And it's very earthy and has okay. the very, very small bubbles. Like you could blindfold me and I could tell you real champagne, from sparkling wine to,
0: to sparkling wine. Oh, I want to call bullshit on this so bad. Yeah, it, it's I it's a hundred percent bullshit. Also,
1: again, no. I I'm a man of the people. You know what I can do? Blindfold me, and I can tell you which champagne is which.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have sort of an elite talent. I admit that, but it, part of it's because I, I'm a super taster. And part is that I have experienced some things that I have, I have knowledge of. I'm sorry. I'm oh, apologize oh, I'm to saying, i to for my knowledge. I like this idea, though.
1: That instead of giving someone like 300 bucks for a wedding, you spend the 15 bucks on the thing, you spend another 10 bucks on like the stuff to jazz it up, you buy the card. You're invested for like 30 bucks. You can spend 150 bucks on a bottle of champagne, 100 bucks, whatever your budget is. Yeah, Like a nice bottle of champagne and you write in the note on your one year anniversary, open this box. People will remember that. They'll remember it's from you and no one dislikes it. It's yeah. the perfect gift. It's a good idea. Anyway, that's my, my, if you want to be a little bit off brand.
0: I like to think that there's a group of friends who all watch this show and one of them is going to get married and then six people are going to send that gift now. Oh, that's
1: great. With Cus' face in it, but it'll be completely devoid of the point of individuality and, and getting remembered. Sure, but I mean, you could just have a card from Cus uh, approved by Super Champagne Taster Tim Anderson. He is a super taster. They, see, that's a way that you could monetize Tim, your Twitter. Right oh there. yeah, you could just constantly tweet about champagne and the differences between the good champagnes and the bad champagnes, and then it's all organic because you're talking about it anyway. Then you get a sponsorship from a champagne. Company. I was
0: I was gonna say he should be like Oprah, where essentially he just has like Tim's picks. <laughs> god and these are things that are just tim approved across the board
2: the best wines come from france or canada anyway i'll stand by that
0: i don't think anyone's gonna fight you on france did you say the best wines come from canada
2: france and then canada in that order i'm sorry these are facts
1: well tim doesn't even drink wine so it's kind of i don't
2: on occasion i will and i have a taste for
0: it i'm no (laughs) snob but I'm, I like it. I'm more of a beer person than a wine person. Now, I drink so it. I really can't. Uh, I'm, no, I'm no
1: empire maker when it comes to this, but I generally drink wine over anything now. But My, my, my girlfriend grew up in niagara but in but Lake, I, I, so I can't like can throw that. a rock without hitting her winery. <laughs> I, I, to the big of my knowledge. I really like that Canada is number two. On that. That's not even close.
2: Oh, it is. Southern Ontario and the Ontario. East and British Columbia have fantastic wines. Uh, world class. This is just not true. It is. It, 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 it's not even up for debate. They're world class. They win oh. awards all the time.
1: I don't wi- I don't drink wine I don't know anything about wine but here's the best. That's basically okay, what so you're I saying do Look, you, you, you don't know anything about wine
2: It's not true I can, like I can tell the difference between wine that's been aerated and wine that hasn't you know all
1: kinds of stuff yeah all of it <laughs> we, we just heard it all. That's everything yeah all right so the final thing that I wanted to get to <laughs> people online who get mad at athletes and even other people too. Because I noticed this with someone in our industry when they uh, they switched companies and they started charging for things, uh, that people got like furious with them. Like uh, with Le'Veon Bell, this really came up. Like, you're getting paid $17 million. Shut the fuck up and go back to work. And these are for oh, people who work like, yeah. they're like, I work three jobs and you won't even work for $17 million a year. Stuff like this. That stuff really bothers me. Yeah, I'm
0: not big on it either.
1: I, I, don't, I don't understand how that makes any sense. I don't
0: know. Well, but you do get their... I don't. Their... It's really
1: stupid. I understand well, why they feel, the wrong, they feel the way they feel. You kind
2: of get the base sentiment. That, like, no, they're... I don't. The
1: base sentiment doesn't make any sense because if you put those people, the, the people who are complaining, if you put them in the reverse situation, they wouldn't take less money.
0: Yeah, that's oh, that's sure. no, the thing. I don't
2: disagree with you on that point, but I'm saying you can see just sort of like from a bird's eye view why somebody who only makes $30,000 a year thinks why doesn't this person work for 17 million if he's being given it like you that does make intuitive sense. But you're right. As soon as you sort of drill down on it, uh, it the whole thing sort of falls apart.
1: And it's even like with professional athletes, because the amount of money is just so large that it seems inconceivable. Yeah. But, like, if you're dealing with people in, like, other spots, and it just translates, it just sounds like sheer pettiness and jealousy. That's mostly what it is. That's uh, 100% of what it is. Because it was, it was actually when, I, I didn't talk about this with Jake, but when Jake moved to the Athletic, all of a sudden you had to, he got charged. Yeah, had the in the paywall. Because there's a paywall at the Athletic. And yeah. people are like, you fucking sell out. Like, just some of the comments yeah, were like,
0: like, whoa! Like, you wouldn't take a promotion at your current... It's so... Str- it is strange. But again, like you said, it boils down to jealousy. It boils down to... You talk about football all day. Why, why would you charge for that? It's like, because, you know, there's a business model. Yeah, I mean,
2: people who want some good reading, there's a, a philosopher named Robert Nozick who wrote this great book called State, or it's called Anarchy, State, and Utopia, where he talks about the famous Wilt Chamberlain problem and how, like, if Wilt Chamberlain was, to, you know, how, how do we justify the amount of money he makes? And it just basically comes down to that, that he is the main attraction to the events, and therefore he deserves as much money as he gets because people are willing to pay to see him in a way they're not willing to pay to see other people. Like the, the market sets out these prices and why things cost the way they do. It makes sense why someone makes that much money.
1: I completely agree. And you know, the person that either owns the team or owns the product is making even more money off of it. It's like, and I think that that's one way to look at it like a Wilt Chamberlain situation, but those players were still wildly underpaid Mm -hmm. for what it is now. Like realistically, if LeBron James was paid what he is worth as a basketball player, how much would he pay per year? $100 million, $125 million? That would be massive.
0: And th- and that's that's the thing, and that's the way you have to look at it when you start getting angry about sa- or salaries of athletes is, like you said, if that money that the sport itself is making is not going anywhere, that doesn't change based upon how much the players are making – that money's still there it would just go to the owners who are already rich anyway so and so
1: and making the majority of the money yeah, off
0: this so so you're you're really just amplifying the problem that you're already complaining about by not giving the money to the athletes anyway and and also pe- what people forget oftentimes too is i mean sure if the money was you know 17 18 million dollars i'm sure you would go anywhere for it but how would you feel if after college the thing you wanted to do you ha- if you wanted to do it, you had to go do it in Buffalo for four years. You had no choice. You were contractually obligated to go to Buffalo and do that thing you wanted to do or you couldn't do that thing. There's, there's some weird there's some weird labor stuff that happens in sports that, that kind of gets swept is, under the rug. Because
2: you're being so well-compensated. Oh, sure, because, 100%. You but when you,
0: like you said, when you really start breaking this stuff down, if you're going to complain about one aspect of it, that opens up every aspect of it. And there's a lot of weird aspects.
1: And, and it, even to that point, if you're going to talk about how, I know the amount of money is a bit different, but if you thought about it on like a scale, for example, let's say you work two jobs and then all of a sudden you went into work and you know, the company started making a ton of money and they couldn't do that job without you. And they're like, hey, I, I need to get a raise. They're like, now you're not getting a raise yep and people would be furious about that yep. wouldn't they yep no you're right yeah, i mean I... I, you get no disagreement from
2: me I, I i think that's of course soon if you're making 18 or 19 million dollars there'll be a 99 percent marginal tax rate put on you so it won't matter but uh you
1: know, i agree with most of what you're saying there you really got to sneak that in didn't you well i had to why was she dancing I really love that. Oh, no, yeah. No. I love that video. That was great. That's funny. That
2: that video was great. She's a very very charming person. She just has really really bad economic
1: ideas. Well, they're great economic ideas if everyone wants to be poor.
2: <laughs> well, just it 75% marginal tax rates have been tried the world over and they have been abandoned the world over because they're they're terrible. Uh,
1: it's just it's such an interesting scenario with the states cuz there are enough people who make that like in certain yeah. like in certain countries like if you took like the Scandinavian countries, for example, and they put in like an 80% marginal tax rate on people who make over like $20 million a year. There's just not that many people that make over $20 million a year in Sweden. In the States, there's a ton.
2: But again, sometimes that's mistaking the effect for the cause. If there was an 80% marginal tax rate in the United States, something like Amazon maybe doesn't get off the ground. Something like Microsoft maybe doesn't get off the ground. What's the incentive to being super, 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 super rich if over 10 or $15 million are going to be taxed at an 80% rate? There isn't one
0: incredibly pro-business now but he was trying to take down the small businesses like snakes and lattes about 90 minutes ago oh yeah
1: really <laughs> he's, flush- yeah <laughs> he's really all over the place with this stuff he's big on big corporations well, <laughs> well I, 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 I actually i actually happen to agree with, with of
2: little mines. what's that I said as emerson said consistency is the hobgoblin of
1: little minds that just sounds like free reign to say whatever you want without dealing with any of the consequences <laughs> pretty much <laughs> But, but yeah, not it, terrible
0: to come up with as a philosopher.
1: No, but I mean, I mean, this tax rate stuff is tough because do do people make too much money? Can you make too much money? Like, is there a cap on? But I guess not. Yeah, really.
2: No, but on, on the far left, there are pushes for maximum incomes.
1: Yeah, maximum income is tough. But should there be a minimum income though, Tim?
2: I am of two minds of it. There's, there's, there's discussion of this thing called a UBI, which is a universal basic income. And that just means the state cuts people a check uh, for a certain amount of money, regardless of their condition, employment, what, whatsoever. And with fears of automation in particular, eliminating a lot of people's jobs and the, particularly the types of jobs that get eliminated, the people who are doing them now just there not time to retrain them do other work they're going to need to be employed so i'm of the opinion that if we're going to pursue a universal basic income that there should be and needs to be deep deep cuts to the welfare state to replace that because otherwise you can't pay for it uh you know there have to be very very deep cuts to social assistance to health care to various things in order to pay for it and then and that's people do not want those services cut uh, certainly not as deeply as you'd have to to afford a UBI, and I just think trying to afford a UBI without those type of cuts just aren't economically sustainable. So I bounce around a lot on the idea of universal, because I sympathize with the people who are not going to have a job anymore when their profession becomes so automated out of existence they can't do anything. But I'm uncomfortable with the state providing money for not doing work at a at a at a, a nationwide basis if we're still going to fund social programs at a very high rate, and we already have really high and almost unsustainable levels of debt and deficit. So it's, it's a very intractable
1: problem. I can't actually kind of agree with that, but. Everyone could just become farmers. Hey, everyone could just be farmers and grow your own food and have a hobby farm. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's just funny seeing like a future like Star Trek where everyone's like, good to go. Yeah. World economy. Like there's, we're in a post, post-scarcity world because of yeah. replicators. They yada, yada, yada Yeah, just, just how, how do you get there? What what happens in between now and there? I always wondered that. It's tough. Do you think if aliens came to Earth that everyone would band together on Earth and that everyone would just be racist against the aliens? Because maybe we could just fake that, that everyone would get along. Hmm. The Independence well, I, saw Day that, model.
2: I saw that movie, District 9. Oh, I
1: thought you were going to say, Mars Attacks.
2: Oh, also... <laughs> Mars Attacks is a better and more believable movie than District Nine. I'll say that.
1: Is Christopher
0: Walken in Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks
1: is like widely known as one of the worst movies of all time. It's, really, it's, it's awful. It's, it's but really that, bad. It says how bad. I mean, hate I Di- hated Di- District 9. Nine. Is great. I actually watched I it again the, the other night. Not in the theaters, and I hated. It it was almost a walkout. It was so bad. Wow. No- nominated for best picture, District Nine. It's well, a all great,
0: I to do it. It, it would take a lot for me to watch out. It's a out of really a movie. good movie. I, like to I came it.
2: close to walking out of a movie a couple of weeks ago. And it, it doesn't ha- happen very often.
0: Which one was it? Vice.
1: He already went over this.
0: Oh yeah, I, I did hear this. Yeah. I did hear this. And of course. Yeah, he, went we did.
1: he went in pre triggered and then yeah. oh, obviously it's going to trigger him more as it goes along. That'd be a waste of your money though, walking out of a movie.
2: Yeah, but if you don't feel like you're missing anything by walking out, maybe you should.
1: I guess that could be the case. All right. Gary and Thorne, thank you for being here. No problem. Where can people follow you on the internets? Uh, I am at Gary and Thorne. That's pretty easy. It's it's real nice. And on Twitter, you can always follow me at the PME. Also, you can follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Andercust, and this, folks, was <laughs> Cust too. Corner! Cust Corner, it's Cust Corner. Cust
0: Corner, it's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's a
2: lot of people have been calling it Top Cat Corner. Who? A lot of people have been calling me Top Cat in general
1: on Twitter. There, there are comes- like legit Tim fake burners now. Yeah, I know. And it's so good. And they even have like the Russian like troll numbers afterwards. It's like Tim A 765432 And all they do is just agree with Tim, and then Tim thinks <laughs> these oh. are real people. Although it's clearly <laughs> him running the accounts.
2: Or they will tweet at each other like that photo of Spider-Man pointing at his replication.
1: <laughs> I see
2: that now, too. And it's like another reason why I should be verified instead of that Mullins character or something. But anyway, I digress.
1: Do you know about this? No. Tim's problem with Nick Mullins had being verified. On oh,
0: because he got verified over the course of Monday Night Football.
1: Starting quarterback in the NFL, Nick Mullins should not be verified. What's, but, what's Yeah, what's Tim your problem should. with that?
2: I should be, I should be bare. No, there's no fake Nick Mullins accounts out there. No one's pretending to be him. No
0: I would, I would him. wager there's a fake Nick Mullins account.
1: But also if you're the one running all the fake accounts, are they really I'm fake? Not, you not, are You are running. though. Everyone knows that.
2: I am running none of them. Come on. Come Some on, of man. them are very caustic and terrible too. I'm not running any of those accounts.
0: Well, that seems like a misdirect.
2: I only
1: run my own. own. Exactly. Tim Tim runs like 37 fake accounts for himself
2: I have enough trouble staying on top of my own account because it's so much fire that is hard for me to keep on top of them Cause Connor hee
1: hee hee hee.